Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Right, let's go to the top table for the New Zealand Rugby Union All Blacks and head coach Ian Foster just for another week. Wow, another six days now, isn't it? And counting, maybe it's five. Uh, Ian Foster, he was asked, does this feel a bit like revenge? Do you enjoy taking the critics on? Uh, you, you have to enjoy your work, but it's um, it's not like a focus for us to go out there and and have fun. But it is a focus to make sure that you know we, we want to go and execute our game to the to the level that that we need to. And, um, and and I think the team takes a lot of pride when they do that. And you know the work that the the, the leaders and the players are doing and, and how they're training. It's a real credit to them. They're working hard and they're and. And as you go through tournaments, you have to really enjoy it. You know, it's, um, there's a lot of pressure. And if you don't uh, celebrate moments and have moments that put a smile on your face, then it become a long old time. So, look, I'm delighted with the attitude of the team. In regard to, to me, I'm part of a group. And, uh, and I'm proud of the group. I'm proud of this coaching group. They're working hard. And, and they're linking well with the players and the players are contributing heavily to, to what we're doing and there's a nice synergy about it. So um, of that I am very proud. And But, you know, one more week. I'll reiterate the answer to the second question is I'm just proud to be part of this group. And there's nothing, it's not, it's not a personal agenda here. This is about the All Blacks and it's always about the team. And... Um, things that happen to individuals in the team and, and the, clearly they've happened to me but it's doesn't change team comes first all the decisions we make have to be about what's the best thing for the team and and right now we're we're doing a lot of those decisions together as a group and it's working well tell you what win or lose this world cup final you've got to respect ian foster he's never changed this tune he's stayed calm he's stayed balanced and he's always deflected to the team, proud to be part of the team. And it's sort of spelled out why the players want to play for him so much. They, they had to internalise, they had to put a wall around them when all of that crap was going on in the with the Scott Robertson and the Ian Foster and all of that. I mean, he's still an individual um, and he stayed consistent and he stayed level. Um, so I, I do commend him for that. Uh, Captain Kane now, um, it was put to him that a lot of people talk about the All Blacks attack. It's brilliant to watch, but it is the defence uh, that seems to be 
what has got them to this point more than anything. So what sort of conversations have been taking place? What have they been doing on the field, behind closed doors, to get defence right? Yeah, I think I sat here last week and said, look, history shows often the team um, that's defensively one of the best will end up winning the World Cup. And um, it's an area that, you know, there's a few guys in our team who are particularly passionate about it. So it's driven pretty strong. A lot of credit's got to go to um, Scott McLeod, our defence coach, who, and Joe Smith's helping him out as well. Um, but I think the we, we've got a system now that we, we really believe in. Um, some of the skill sets within that, uh, you know, the individual tackles, um, and then the work that the, the boys that aren't playing each week are doing for us in terms of learning opposition plays and shapes, so we're getting to train those throughout the week's been huge as well. So um, probably hard to pinpoint one one key factor. Um, a lot of contributing things into that. Absolutely, um, like, I think we're pretty stoked to um, not concede any tries tonight. Proud of that. Very proud, as was I. As was I, we'll hear a lot more from the All Blacks camp as the week progresses. Still to hear from uh, Jacques Ninabar, Sia Kalisi, Dan Carter and John Smith with some audio cuts, but the great man Darren from Aussie is calling in, and so we know how expensive toll calls are, so we'll take your call now, Darren. Welcome in. Oh, hi, Steffi. How are you, mate? Very well. All I can say is the jersey is getting quite the unique bouquet on it, mate. It's good. <laughs> That's right. You've Life got the tradition. Good. No washing. Hasn't been washed since the French test, so, and it's been worn quite a bit. So, <laughs> and it's warm um, in I've Australia, a... and it's been nervous watching. So the sweat glands haven't shut oh. down. No, no, no. It's been all I can say, mate, is um, the last two finals we got into the night before. I went to my favourite little pub about half an hour away from my house, and all I'm saying, mate, is I got I got a book for Saturday night. So. So it's on a hundred percent success rate. I'm I'm doing everything I can to keep the routines going. So I just hope New Zealand rugby know the 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 weight that your jersey holds in this success. Well, I hope so. So it's um it's been hidden away. No one's allowed to touch it, wash it, see it, or anything like that. But uh, um, as for the game, if we can stay yellow card free, I think we've got a massive shot at this. Mm. Massive shot. I mean, I just I look at. What's South Africa offer, and we're just countering it. And I think we've got our own. You know, we're a different team to the team that played them in Twickenham. It's completely different. Yeah. So. Yeah, I um, think so too. And, and the weather. I looked up the weather. It's going to be maybe fifty percent chance of a little bit of rain. So, I don't think that'll it'd be sort of similar to maybe when we played Argentina. So, um, yeah, I just think we're getting real parity at the moment. We're getting great players playing well, and they look like they're enjoying themselves. So. Um, and Sam Kane, mate, with that stare, he could break mirrors with that. Oh, uh, Hasn't he come into his own? Wow. I'm loving it. The last two matches, I'm sitting there going, gee, whew, look at that. So, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely dialed in. Whatever he's doing, keep doing it. Um, yeah, I'm just loving it. I, I just I just want our players to go out. It would just be so good. And I'd, in, in my mind, which obviously works differently than everyone else's, which is good, I just love it for us to win and foster the walk up to you know Razor and go. Here's the keys to the Ferrari, mate. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off of my jalopy to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking me, me, me V up panel van and I'm going. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just oh, I hope so. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, getting to the final, 
whatever happens next, Foster's he's impressed. He's he's got us there. He's got the well, not just on his own, but he's got the players doing what we thought they, you know, he said they could do. Yeah. So, and we're injury free. Touch wood, training wise. Um, we've got a full squad to select from, so I, I can't, you know, I think we're in good, a good way. And, and England definitely beat them up. I can't believe England lost that game. No, they, they certainly, that will be one they look back on and go, we, we stuffed that one up. And that's where taking three instead of seven can bite you in the backside, Staffy. Mm. You know, because if you, if they went up in a couple of sevens, game's done. Mm, that's game's it. done. So, yep. But the two finalists. You know, didn't concede a try in the semis. So she's going to be a battle. It's, it's going good. to be brilliant. It's going to be brilliant. Brilliant stuff, Darren. Thanks for kicking us off today, mate. Cheers, buddy. See there, you. There Bye. is Darren out of Aussie. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And as I say, we've got bits and pieces from Shaq Nina Khaleesi, Dan Carter and John Smith. That's all to come. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Oh, you only get a week like this once every four years, uh, the build-up to the Rugby World Cup final. Let's go back to the phone talk to Dino and Dunedin. G'day, Dino. Hey, Staff, all right? Yeah, brilliant, thanks. We're talking getting better, does it? Like, we're in the big dance. That's all we really hope for at the start of it. I give us absolutely no show to get there, but on the Foster thing, mate, no, I'll, I'll never forgive him when he was under pressure saying he only give a stuff about us and his team. So whether they win it or not, I don't know. And the other thing, down here in the mainland, you don't sack your mates to keep your job. You just don't You just do not do that. And uh, so I think he's, he's, whether he's chosen well, I don't believe he has. I think the rugby union's chosen well with Smith and Ryan. But, uh, yeah, we're there. Who would know? You're going to have the yard of this boy, though. He's putting rusty nails all over exposed agates. What's he thinking? <laughs> That's my fault. I haven't caught him properly. But, uh, yeah, we're there. Four more days in Jack's Point to get through, and then we're going home. So, looking forward to it. And, yeah, I think it's, South Africa looked tired, mate. I don't know whether... I don't, they just looked tired. England did what they're capable of doing. We, we just... We seem to be just getting a little bit better and better, but... Bowden Barrett's a waste of space at fullback, mate. I, honestly, it just does my head in. There's nothing coming from that position. Catching the ball, kicking it. If they've got any chance, it's down the left flank. But, and they will kick it there. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't get it. But will Jordan should be back there. and We'd give this damn thing a, good, a better shake, but that's how I see it anyway. Yeah, I, the, the point you made there about I think South Africa <clears throat> looked a little bit tighter. I wouldn't go as far as saying complacent uh, because England hadn't really looked that flash, so maybe they weren't completely up for it. Uh, we get an extra day to recover than South Africa. And I think South Africa have had harder games, more physical games, attritional games than the All Blacks. Yes, we had France, but that was a long time ago. And yes, we had Ireland. But I think we'll turn up to the final physically a little bit fresher than the Springboks. We've got no injuries, Steph. That's testament to the soft. And it's not our fault, mate. We didn't make the draw. No. We've just got to turn up for the games we're given, win them, and get to the big dance. We've done that. We're there. That's all that bloody matters. Nothing else matters. What my opinion doesn't matter. It's only my opinion. 
I just it just frustrates me that Will Jordan's not in the fifteen shirt, Talia's not in the fourteen shirt, and Fanuku's not in the eleven. Damien or Broden Broden off the bench, I don't mind that. But starting for sixty minutes, giving nothing. Like if he was giving something, I'd understand. He doesn't want to take contact anymore. He just drifts like he threw a pass in the weekend, he just drifted the defence went with it, and he threw it to Will Jordan and got absolutely smashed. The younger Bowden would have sold the farm and scored under the post. There was nothing in front of him, and he just dropped past the ball on. Like, that just does my head in, mate. Like, it's, I don't know what. I, I got, no, like obviously, it's just, it's time for a change. We're getting a change. We're going to go damn close, though, on Sunday morning, Steph. We're going to go very, very close. It's a good South African side. It scares me a bit that they do have a bit of a jitters, but maybe... They're buggered. They've got to be buggered because every game for them is tough. They didn't really have an easy game. And they all talk about fatigue. Like, if the boot was on the other foot, that's the excuse we'd be using. So I don't know that it's an excuse. It's rugby. It's supposed to be physical. It's supposed to be tough. It's been the best World Cup we've ever watched. The fact that the Finley Christie move has released all the Pacific Island players and, and, and George, I don't know where all those guys play, but... Man, there's been some superstars in that tournament for me. That that hooker for Georgia, I think it was Georgia, outstanding. The props for oh, those other countries, man, I can't even remember their names. But Marta, the number eight, like, if that Tuolangi is marking me, he's pole in me. <laughs> but because Marta's two kgs heavier, a foot taller, he's shit scared. So he lets him, he takes the dummy, he's glad, he's waiting for the dummy, just shows how good he is defensively. Like, if it's you or me, mate, he's putting us into next week. He just stood there and watched. Totally a net on defence to a big man. And that that's what you're up against. Whereas our wee front row, four more years. If we don't win this World Cup, mate, I'll say it now. We're going to piss in the next one. Mm. Unbeatable. Brilliant, Dino. Unbeatable. Good to hear from you, mate. We've got more calls. Thanks for yours. Uh, we'll go to Zaid in Auckland. G'day, Zaid. Good afternoon, staff. Oh, you sound excited. <clears throat> yeah, we, 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 we've got to win this one. We've got to pay the Springboks back because they... Um, they they made us lose in 1995. I wasn't alive, but I'm still <laughs> saying that they fixed the game. They made us. We had food poisoning, so um, yeah, we need we need to win this game. Um, that's that's all it is. Um, uh, just on a few things quickly, on a few changes. Um, do we give Sam Whitelock a start in his last ever game for the All Blacks with Brady Retallick? I don't, um, I don't think so. Coles, I think he should be coming off the bench. Oh yeah. Um, and the other thing, I was I'm not too bothered. Do you go with offer a Nepo because he got more experience on no. the bench, or do you? Um, stick with Tamaiti Williams and Fletcher Newell. I'm not bothered either way, but I think Sam Whitelock needs a starting jersey. Yeah, he just had experience. Um, he knows how to win trophies. You know, he's won with the Crusaders, and I think Sam Whitelock and Brody, and then bring Scott Barrett off the bench. And um, you know, um, even if it's early in the second half, I'd still I'd still start Sam Whitelock. I know Barrett's a better lock, but wouldn't you go with the experience of um, Whitelock? Now, Zaid, Zaid. There's no room for sentiment in World Cup finals. Yes, I'd love Sam Whitelock's last test match to be a number four or five jersey, but it's going to be in the 20s or, or, or in the teens. Scott Barrett's our best lock. This is the Rugby World Cup final. He has to start, and he will probably play 80. Um, I know what you're saying. He's been wonderful. He could well be the first man, or he will be the first man to win three World Cup finals, first and only, if we win it. But we can't, we can't romanticise it, Zaid. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, and Dane Coles, he has to be on the bench, though, yeah. I think he will. Yeah, I think I think you're yeah, right there. Takiaho. 
And what would you do with the props? Keep keep the young boys, or would you bring Nepo and Offa? I'm not really bothered either way. I was just saying, what would you do? No, I think the young fellas stay on. They they haven't yeah, yeah. they haven't wilted under the pressure at all. It's a formula that works. Um, stick with the four we've been using. Um, and that's no offence to Nepo and Offa. Um, great servants, but I just think the explosiveness of the young guys. Uh, I think they'll be there unless there's any tweaks or, or injuries during the week. And is there any chance of finding Nico on the bench, or do you think I'll stick with Anton Leonard-Brown? No, I 100% think they're just sticking with what, what we saw. I don't yeah, see any what, changes. What, what, yeah, what's, I guess what, what's, made them into the, what's got them into the final, uh, I guess, yeah, what, what's, what, like you said, what's really the use of changing it if they've gone with that format. Um, the only problem that worries me a little bit, what do you think of us having a real easy game against Argentina in the semi-final and the Springboks having a bit of a hard game and they send me drinking it might set South Africa up a bit better, or drinking it doesn't really matter. No, a final is a final, I guess. I think a final is a final, but I honestly think physically um, we're a bit fresher. I think mentally we're probably a bit fresher because we haven't had the earnest games that South Africa had. If you look back through the tournament, South Africa, South Africa have had to beat everyone. They've had to beat everyone yeah. except us so far. Um, and I just think they're going to need their bomb squad off the bench. I wouldn't be surprised to see a 7-1 split again or 6-2. Um, for this final but I think we come into this final um, a few points up on the board already just the short turnaround we probably got the weaker draw in the end actually losing that France game the first game actually you know because we we actually missed we actually missed the spring box in the quarters you know what I mean yeah that's it yeah so but um yeah if we win the World Cup who cares Fozzie you go out as a a winning coach so you've still got to back him as a great coach if they win the Rugby World Cup I, I don't want to hate a guy, you know, if, they, if he's going to win us the Rugby World Cup and hopefully he gets to go out on, on, a, on a bang and, you know, Razor takes over a clean slate, I, I'm not bothered, you know. Um, and, yeah, he, he deserves a bit of respect, respect, even if he loses the final. He's still done a great job from last year. You know, everyone was hating him. I wanted to get rid of him. But, you know, he's, he's taken the All Blacks to a final and all the boys have entrusted him. So why, why can not New Zealand jump, jump, on, jump on his back and trust him if we win or lose? the final on Sunday morning, you know what I mean? Oh, I think we will, because we didn't make the final last time, did we? And, um, nah, we didn't. And that was hard to so, swallow. Yeah. But, Zade, we're giving ourselves but the no, opportunity. I'm looking forward to the final on Sunday, and up the ABs. Up the ABs, that's from Zade. One more before the news, we'll go to John in Auckland. G'day, John. Yes, my time slot. Um, <laughs> Steffi, two words, we win. We win, and this is the encouragement I'm going to send to the boys. We're playing for our families, we're playing for our mountains, we're playing for our rivers. We're playing for their jersey, mate. The history of their jersey over a hundred years, and this is the signal we're going to send to the world. You know, we're playing the greatest rivalry in, in world sport, I believe, and we're playing against that green jersey. And those boys are going to get out there and win that World Cup for Fozzie and win that World Cup for Aotearoa New Zealand and send them packing back to Joburg because we ain't taking no prisoners, mate. We're taking this cup home, and that's the encouragement we need. It is. There we go. And it's the thing I've been thinking about too, John, is we're seeing the last game in an all-black jersey from a lot of players that will go down as greats, you know, like Aaron Smith, Sam Whitelock, Dane Coles, uh, probably our props, yep. potentially Bowden Barrett. There's some absolutely wonderful, wonderful All Blacks putting on the black cotton all-black jersey for the last time. And I want them to go out winners. Yep, and, and they're, they are part of that group the greatest era in all-black rugby history, and we need to send them out as winners, and we will send them out as winners. Love the South African family, but this is ours, man. Up, babies!
And there it is. That's John out of Auckland. We shall take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side of the news. We've got Mikey waiting. We've got lots of audio for you as well. Stick around. to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Lots of good text messages coming in on the Tampa Bear Post text machine. I will get to those. I absolutely promise you some absolute rippers. But first of all, we go to Mikey in Christchurch. Mikey, how much have you aged in the last couple of months? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well... I tell you what, I'm actually, uh, this will be the last chance to talk to you until hopefully a happy phone call on Monday. Um, I'm taking a five-day boys' golf trip. Beautiful. Um, as of tomorrow, heading up to Martinborough, and uh, it's going to be lots of golf, lots of poker, lots of wine tours, and we'll be there for the uh, the All Black final. Who would have thought? The oh, All Black final. Wow. Um, so very, just over the moon excited, because um, I did, because, you know, at the start of this whole thing, the last few years, as you well know, um, I never thought we'd get here. We are here. And it's been a joy to watch a team which, in my eyes anyway, seems to be growing into themselves. They seem to be having a bit more fun. There's definitely a lot of, like, you know, Sam Kane's face. Oh, my God, I wouldn't want to see him in a dark alley. Um, especially some of the things I've said about him. Oof. <laughs> um, which have only been about his play, not about him as a person. Um, growing into themselves and Christian Cullen said a really interesting thing which which I which I've got to disagree with Dean just a little bit on on Bowden and I've been a fierce critic of Bowden Barrett but Christian reckons that in the last two or three games that the the dual playmaker thing that that's kind of they've buttoned off and just let Richie run the game and that may that seems to have made Richie a more confident and better player when he's running and has the ball in hand but I wonder to me it's almost like Bowden's being the better player the last couple of games Hints of brilliance. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was going to take Dean to task when he had a bit of a crack at Bowden saying he's not taking on the line, he's not doing this. Like He put that chip regather, got smashed, got an offload. I think he reads the game as well as anyone. I think he's invaluable out the back. Like We don't see his marshalling of the troops from the back, which is such a key component for our defensive line. And I think that's he's a massive part of why our defence has been so clinical and so good. And I sit there and I just trust when a team chucks 20, 30 phases at us and he'll be barking. Don't you worry about that. He'll be barking because that's something that Rico doesn't do. If you haven't got a centre doing it, you need someone doing it. And I, I can't guarantee, but I'd be very surprised if it's not Bodie yelling at players where to be, where the holes are, fan left, you've got to go right. I think he's just so important. Yeah, and, and look, as you said, some great players in their last games. Look, win, lose, or, well, don't say draw. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I am just thoroughly hot for it. I hope we just give it our absolute best, and if we come away with the chocolates, oh, my God, the whole country's going to explode in, like, a good three hours of talk back on Monday. <laughs> um, and uh, go the ABs. Thoroughly excited, and you, you guys have a great show this week. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, mate, and you enjoy your week. Oh, fantastic. Golf trip up to Mwararapa, just my favourite little province in the world, and Martinborough, grey town, and those beautiful golf courses. You'll have a blast. Um, what should we do here? Let's hear from South African coach and captain. First of all, Jacques Ninaba um, was asked if he's considering changing the starting team given the impact that the bench is having. Um, yeah, like I've mentioned uh, before, in terms of our team selection, 
Um, sometimes when we select a team and it's a seven-one, there's a there's a big thing about about the bench or five-three. It might be an eight-zero next week or four-four or six-two. But the main thing, it's a squad, a squad of 23 players, and everybody's got a role and a responsibility. So the fact that the bomb squad or the guys off the bench come onto the field is because the guys who started um, laid the foundation, you know. So, um, and uh, I think that's what that sometimes people miss. They see the performance of the guys coming on, but you don't know how much, uh, how much. Uh, the starters took out of the team that they play against. So, no, it, it, it is 100% something that we discuss with the players and they understand how it works. It's it's not, we don't have an A and a B side or it's not, the bench is not, not sometimes we will start with a guy like uh, Ox and uh, then Kitsi is on the bench. So it's it, we don't operate like that. Next up, we're going to hear from Sia Khaleesi. He was asked uh, if he's been feeling the support, not only from South Africa, but the whole African continent. Yes, definitely. We've definitely been um, been feeling the support. Uh, we've been seeing the support. Um, on, on our hotel, we have a, a video where, you know, where it's, uh, one of our sponsors gave us a, a screen so we can see the support, what's happening back at home. And we know the whole continent is honestly behind us. You know, some of the videos where people just sit and talk about how they feel and what it's doing for them. And I don't think there's any country in the world where people that don't have DSTV will go to a mall and all sit together and people keep the mall open and they sit there and they watch us play, you know, different from people from different walks of life. And I think that is exactly what's fueling um, the, the team. And yeah, it's it's special because we know we're not only representing South Africa, but the whole continent in general. And if we do become successful, the whole of Africa um, does win. So we do see the support and we do appreciate it. Uh, Sia was asked about Coach Jacques Ninabar because Rassi gets a lot of the press, doesn't he? But Ninabar is heading off to Ireland after the Rugby World Cup. So the skipper Sia was asked, what has Ninabar brought to the Springboks? I was... I was I was um, 18 years old. I got my, I was contracted with the Cheetahs, and then I got out. I was able to go to Western Province, and that's when I met Jacques. When I got to the institute, when I was um, 18 years old, um, turning 19, and him and Coach Rassi used to come to the institute. The institute is like, it's like it's we, it's an academy, the Western Province Academy. Um, that's where our, our, my, our foundation is a group. Eben was there, Franz Malebe. Um, there's a lot of other guys who play professional that are there. So when Jack and them came, it was normally the full contact day. We call it Copper Stamp. You had to show who you are. And, and I remember every time they came, it was intense. And I got to know him then already. And then as I went on, he became my senior coach. And one thing that I love about him is... He uh, he goes far deeper than what's happening on the field. He got to know me. He got to know my family. He got to know my reasons why I do what I do. When he speaks to us as a team, him and Coach Rassi, they don't encourage us about tackle hard and all of that. We all know what that is. He goes 
on who am I playing for, what's driving us. And he knows my family, he knows my kids, he knows them by name, and he asks me, how am I doing as a person? And that is why I can go and give everything for him on the field, because he cares about the person, he cares about Sia, the Sia from the township. He tries and brings him out of me every time I, I play. And for the teams, and especially in big moments, and he sits and he, and, he, and he talks about each and every single player, our journey. It, it's so special to be known as a person, not just as an object or just as a rugby player. And that's what he brings um, to this team. And the fact that he allows families to be around, how much he loves it to see our kids running around. I know some teams are not allowed to have families, but that kind of family environment, that's what he creates for us as this team. And I've enjoyed every single year that I've worked with him and the tough times too when he comes and calls me out why didn't you work there he's always honest and it's always yeah it's I, I can't explain how much I've enjoyed and it was tough when he went away for two years but when he came back again it's like we clicked we didn't have to get to learn each other him and coach Rossi they just came in and they they changed things you know because they love they love the country but I know wherever he goes they, they're going to be lucky to have him because the amount of work he puts in, the detail he gets into, it makes life so much easier for me. All I have to do, just watch a, a screen and see the opportunities that are there. So, yeah, he's a special coach and he's a special human being, most of all. An amazing father and a great husband. So, yeah, we'll miss him and I'll be always forever be thankful because I remember when I first met him I couldn't tackle after that year playing copper stamp every day I had to learn how to tackle see you Kalisha there beautiful words about coach Jacques Ninaba who along with Ian Foster is in his last week of international coaching uh, quick text come here and there's a lot of texts about what you said Dino I can't believe Dean said Barrett is not taking contact he's so one-eyed in that assertion the contact he took in the chip kick versus the Irish in my opinion motivated the team to stay in the contest and win that game it was epic and the one play I remember clearly from that game uh, we will take a break we'll hear from Dan Carter and John Schmidt after this to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Let's hear now from All Black greats Dan Carter and former World Cup winning skipper John Schmidt. First of all, Dan Carter, he's talking about his confidence that the All Blacks would uh, prove people wrong. Before the World Cup, you know, the consistency of, of Ireland, France, and then obviously after the, the opening game and, you know, the, the way the, the French... Mm-hmm. Played against the All Blacks, you know. I knew that, you know, I've been lucky enough to work a little bit with the All Blacks this year and, and seen the growth and the, the work and how much it means to them. I, I knew that they were going to improve from that opening game. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I just, yeah, was uh, was convinced that, that Ireland or France made uh, the World Cup open, didn't it? Like, I always knew that this was going to be the most hotly contested, uh, you know, Rugby World Cup of all time. and. And unfortunately, I've been on the end of a you know, couple of World Cup uh, playoff losses uh, going into the tournament as favourites. And I, I knew just because, you know, like Ireland and France were going in as favourites doesn't guarantee uh, success. And, and that's the, the beauty of the game, the beauty of the competition is, you know, there are no guarantees. And um, But yeah, what, what a tournament it's been. Former Springbok captain John Schmidt was asked, what is it about the Springboks that they just lift when the pressure is at the highest? I think there's two levels to that question. There's the sort of the, the sort of springback mentality, which is is quite a it's 
there's a, there's a lot of passion and and uh, love for the game, and also there's a responsibility on on a Springbok team for what it does back home. Oh, that supersedes the game, and then there's this team and what they've become over the last five years. So, so and you go back for five and a half years when they started with with Rossi as the coach, um, ranked seventh in the world. Tough times, you know, and the Springboks were not a, a popular team, and and they're the only team that sort of bring hope. And they resurrected this, and the plan was to try and win this World Cup in 2019. Then they obviously managed to win 2019. But this team has gone from being seventh in the world, no hopers to getting a coaching staff that have turned them into something substantial, grown together as a team, gone from being teammates to mates, gone from having girlfriends to wives to kids, and galvanizing as a group that literally puts them in this bubble that makes them even more resilient. So they sort of look for moments like this. They thrive on it. You can just see the one, one thing that probably makes me the proudest of this team is that they've lost some tests, but they've never lost a test without putting everything on the line. There's always like life and death effort. And that's, I think, what differentiates them at the moment. It's just, it's just never, ever over. Dan Carter now responds to Schmidt. And what makes the All Blacks great in those moments as well? Oh, you can see uh, it, though. The South Africans are playing for something much bigger than themselves. And that can often you know, be the difference of getting themselves out of those situations. Uh, for me, it was always just self-belief. You know, you're down by two tries. There's six minutes left on the clock. You know, as an All Black, we we believed that, that we could score those those two tries. You know, not once did you see, you know, the guys with their heads down or a, you know, give up me- mentality. It's um, and and a lot of that comes down to to mindset, experience, and, and mindset. So actually working with your psychologists uh, around being able to perform under pressure. So you're down on the scoreboard uh, like the, the box were last night and how to stay really sort of clear and decisive and incredible decision-making in those last 10 minutes when you've got all this, the world uh, of mm-hmm. rugby watching you and being able to execute uh, in those situations. Um, so a lot of sort of mental strength comes uh, into into that and that self-belief. You know, you, you look at the, the French game, uh, the quarter-final, you know, the last 10 minutes, uh, you know, you have uh, Ramos sort of kicking the ball out of the touch, uh, uh, Mathieu Joubert kicking the ball in the penalty backwards, just simple skills uh, performed under pressure as uh, a lot around sort of not being in the, those moments before and, and not having that, uh, that experience, uh, but also not being able to you know, control your sort of mind, being able to perform and, and execute a simple task uh, under pressure. And, and that's exactly what happens, uh, you know, come uh, World Cup playoff time. And finally, we'll hear from John Schmidt, uh, just talking about the Springboks All Blacks rivalry. For Springboks, you, um, you sort of get two, two debuts, sort of your first game for the Springboks and then your first game against the All Blacks. <laughs> that's that how it works. I think it's, it is the history um, that's it goes back over 100 years, or and and it's sort of where you want to be tested. You know, I always get guys that came with their first test against the All Blacks. They get a bit nervous about the hockey and they don't understand it. And it's, it's a ask, what do you think? So the best message about facing the All Blacks and facing the hockey is that you've been able to get into that green and gold jersey and play against what we believe is our our greatest opponent. They always bring out the best in us. They always test us the, more than anyone else. And um, and we were joking about it earlier, but I mean, yeah, the most, yeah, you, it's brutal. The test matches are brutal. And yet 
whether we're in New Zealand or in South Africa, 20 minutes, half an hour after the game, we're sitting down, having a beer together. And uh, and I think that's this sort of respect around the history of the game. So it's, it's, it's something special. There he is, John Schmidt. We'll take our last break before the news.